On this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast, Will Schnabel and I review the movie Nebraska, starring Bruce Dern, Will Forte, and also Bob Odenkirk, directed by Alexander Payne. We'll tell you what we liked and also what we didn't like about the movie, and if it will be considered for any Oscar nominations come award season. Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast, episode number seven. Jared Boomer and Will Schnabel is alongside me today. Will, how are you doing? Pretty good. Episode seven, huh? Wow. This thing's really cruising. I I know. It's seven episodes so far. So Will and I went and saw Nebraska a few weeks ago, but Will was sick and then we were busy, so we didn't have a chance to review it, so we're doing it now. And while we went and saw Nebraska, our co-mate, Trevor Cox went and saw Frozen while he was in Florida. Down in Florida, watching Frozen, not with us, <laughs> <laughs> watching Nebraska and Indiana. So. And he said Frozen was really good, so might have to check it out. Who Take knows? his word for it. <laughs> so that's Trevor's input for this week. Um, anyway, moving on to Nebraska. Uh, mainly the overview of this story is a man in Montana whose name is Woody Grant and is played by Bruce Dern. He receives a letter in the mail telling him that he has won a million-dollar prize, but that he has to go to Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, to claim it. And so he just starts walking to Nebraska, and then his son David, who's played by Will Forte, stops him and asks him, what are you doing? Why are you going to Nebraska? And he shows him the letter. And so then it almost turns into like a father and son road trip type movie where they both just drive to Nebraska, but they meet a lot of his family and friends along the way. And you really just learn a lot of the backstory of Bruce Dern and what his upbringing was like and his his life in a whole. So it's a really interesting premise because, I mean, obviously when you see this letter that Bruce Dern's character has, you're like, okay, like, like it's a little sketchy. It's not real. <laughs> but, you know, just the opening shot of the movie is Bruce Dern walking down the road and the cops come and stop mm-hmm. him because they're like, you can't, well, where are you going? And it's, it's just very interesting to see how that whole family plays out when you see the wife and then Will Forte playing the, the son. It's really interesting. And he goes back to the house like, three times he gets dragged back to the house and then eventually hit will forte's just like okay we'll just go and do this yeah you get the sense he has really nothing going on there at the house yeah his wife keeps yelling at him so he just says i'm gonna walk to nebraska and he keeps trying to do that and then will forte finally has to put his foot down and say okay i'll take you if you're gonna walk so that's what they do and not to spoil any more of the movie but that all happens in the first 15 20 minutes so that's pretty much what's going on just to, to set it up um some things i liked about this movie is this movie had a really great cast in it. Uh, Bruce Dern was really good. And some other people that were considered for this role included uh, Gene Hackman, Robert De Niro, and also Jack Nicholson. And I thought they did a very good job choosing Dern. Yeah, those are some big names, but uh, Dern is fantastic in this movie. And I I think he's one of the parts that makes it so great. I think he's, yeah, he really plays his part well. It's kind of almost, he plays a part of the, the crotchety old man who doesn't really take anything from anybody and just has his own mindset and goes his own way and he's just he's fine with it he's doing his own thing and i think half of his lines must start with what yeah (laughs) would you say like he just he's not all there he's clearly has this this idea he in his head of what he's trying to accomplish and it is not related to everything that's happening around him and he's just not ever in the same universe sometimes it's really interesting and they even use jokes in the script that refer to that when he just talks because they'll talk about his character and he won't even hear anything and he'll just be standing there aimlessly so that's that's one of the parts that makes this movie funny even though it's not like you know laugh out loud haha stuff's you know very over the top funny it's really dry deadpan humor but it was still very funny, I thought. Yeah, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the writing, but it, it's a testament to that. It's really well done. Also, uh, Woody's son, who is played by Will Forte. This is Will Forte's first major 
dramatic role. He was in the movie MacGruber a few years ago, <laughs> which did horribly at the box office, and then came back and played a drama. And he was on Conan a few weeks ago, and he said that um, he he played comedies, but he they weren't very he wasn't very funny in them. So then he just considered he might try out drama. So yeah, he's an SNL guy, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, he's done that for a while, and he he did the whole late night. Roundup on the on the route to go into this movie. He said things like that on Fallon also, and I think on Letterman too. He's just a really goofy guy. Yeah, so he was really good in this movie, playing the straight man where Bruce Dern is kind of the out there type character that has all these crazy ideas, and Will Forte kind of brings him back down and says, hey, this isn't real. We can still go and do this, but it's not a high probability that you won. Lord, or yeah, Lord help us, Jared, if we're on the road to being in our thirties and having <laughs> to deal with parents. <laughs> it doesn't. It does not look en- enviable to be in his or uh, Bob Odenkirk's character's uh, situation either. It's just r- really goofy how he has to be the one that's like, "All right, Dad, like I'm gonna tell you how to do this because you need to know." <laughs> and some other people that were considered for that role actually include Paul Rudd. Casey Affleck, and also Brian Cranston, who was one of the major picks. But Alexander Payne, Brian Cranston auditioned for it, but Payne really didn't like him as the character, and so he went with Will Forte, even though the studio wanted a bigger name to try and draw some more money into the movie. But uh, Alexander Payne really liked the performance of Will Forte, and I think it was a good choice. Yeah, definitely. Will Forte is not a small name either. I mean, you're mm-hmm. definitely bringing someone, but it's interesting to think th- of picking like Will Forte. We think of for his comedic talents, and after Breaking Bad, I think all we can think of for Cranston right now is his dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. And then to see them pick the guy who's known for being funnier in this dramatic role is pretty interesting. And I, I do think it works out. Although, uh, as such a big Brian Cranston fan, I would have been <laughs> pretty curious to see how that would have played out as well. Now, if you are a Breaking Bad fan, as well, already mentioned one character from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. Saul Goodman, who is played by Bob Odenkirk in that mm-hmm. show, who plays Ross Grant, which is the other son of Bruce Dern in this movie. He plays him, and you see him at the beginning, and then he goes away for about an hour and then shows up near the end again. So when it first started, I didn't think he was going to have that major of a role, but then near the end, he becomes more involved with Bruce Dern. But I thought that he was good in the movie, kind of playing the more wacky son than than Will Forte. He was just more out there. He plays a television newscaster, so he's kind of got an ego about him, and he's more of the favorite son of Bruce Dern and his wife. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how that whole family dynamic plays out. You get to see the uh, the dad and the mom at first, and then you see Will Forte's character, and then you get the last piece of the puzzle, which is Bob Odenkirk. And like you said, he's he's super goofy. He plays kind of that Saul Goodman role again, the, a little bit of comic relief here and there. But his well, the the focus of the movie is the relationship between Will Forte's character mm-hmm. and Bruce Stern's. But um, Bob Odenkirk and Will Forte's relationship is really interesting as well. The brothers and how they've dealt with these situations over the past few years. And just. Uh, to round out the cast, June Squibb plays Woody's wife, Kate, who she's very funny. And she's not in the movie for a, a long amount of time, but the scenes that she is in, she she's very funny and kind of says, oh, hey, Bruce Dern's an idiot. And why are you taking him to Nebraska? And why are you doing all this stuff? And you're not going to win any money. So and Will Forte's just like, well, it's his like last hurrah before yeah. he's going to pass away eventually. So why don't we just fulfill this wish for him? Yeah, she's just so crass and she's <laughs> such a funny old lady. She reminds me of my grandma a lot. She's just <laughs> really goofy and out there. And um, yeah. she says exactly what she's thinking at all times, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. She's been in uh, what, like about Schmidt. I yeah, she, she was in that. Yeah, that was her last major role. Gotcha. And, and that was that directed by the Payne. Same, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. She's she's really good in this, and she kind of like you said, not a lot of lines, but when she has lines, like you're paying attention because her fo- the, the focus is always on her. She steals the scenes essentially. 
Let's move on to some other things that were good about this movie. Uh, I liked the black and white that they shot in. The studio wanted to make it in color, but I don't think that would have added as much to the movie as it does when it's in black and white because it really simplifies it. The movie's set in Nebraska, so there's not like big cities. When they go to Lincoln, you see some of a big city, but the other places they go are very small town and like one street cities. But I thought black and white just added to, to that element of it. Yeah, at first I thought it... When the first five minutes, you're like, oh, this movie's in black and white, and that's kind of strange. But then after ten minutes, I completely... You don't even notice it, I gave yeah. into the convention, and it worked just fine, and I couldn't really imagine the movie in color now. And so few movies are made. And I Did you ever look up... Was it shot on real film? I wasn't able to find that, I, so... It looked to me like it, it was. Did. I, I could be completely wrong, but it, it looked like it was shot on real film, and that... I thought that was a really cool concept, and it surprises me that Paramount wanted it in color because mm-hmm. I didn't see. It seems to go kind of fly in the face of what the movie's trying to accomplish. I don't know. Yeah, so the studio wanted to do a lot of different things with this movie than actually happened with it, and I think Payne and some other people involved with it said, "Hey, we want to keep it down to earth. We want to keep it realistic and make it have a real Midwestern feel." And I think the black and white adds adds to that, like you said. Um, another thing that was great about this movie is the screenplay. It was written by Bob Nelson, and this is his first major project. He's been around for a while and written some other things, but hasn't really had a major project. But Payne actually read the script before he did his movie Sideways about 10 years ago almost. Yeah. But he didn't want to make two road trip movies in a row, and that movie has Paul Giamatti in it, and I forget the other person who's in it, but they go on a, a road trip, and so he didn't want to do two of those movies back-to-back. Yeah. It's it's really well done. Um, the screenplay itself, I think, is the strongest part of the entire um, the entire film. It reminded me, like looking at it from a more theatrical standpoint, the dialogue in the the screenplay reminded me a little bit more of like Samuel Beckett or Harold Pinter. Mm-hmm. Um, the pauses, like when they weren't talking, that was almost when more things were happening, and I really appreciated that. And not a lot of modern day screenplays or any screenplays really give you that the way that theatrical like plays can. And I. I just really appreciated that. I thought, it, like I said, I thought it was the strongest part of the film. Um, a very simplistic dialogue, not over the top, but y- when words are spoken, you really wanted to know what they were, what was going to be said, and I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, another thing I liked is this movie has a lot of funny parts, but it also has some serious parts. And some of the funny parts, like we said, aren't laugh-out-loud funny. They're more just deadpan, straight humor. But the parts that are supposed to be funny are hilarious, especially the scene. There's a scene with some cousins. I won't spoil it, but they're talking about how long it takes somebody to drive somewhere. And that is just a hysterical scene, that part. And also, um, a little bit later on, the four of them go to this person's house to try and pick up something, and it's the wrong person's house. And that part of the movie is also very funny as well. Those, I mean, those are laugh-out-loud funny mm-hmm. things. I mean, we were in a pretty packed audience. Yeah, pretty packed theater when we saw it, and people were really enjoying that. A lot of the humor they do come in those scenes. They also come in just the one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. You see Bruce Stern and Will Forte's characters like um, just having a beer, having a drink, uh, get, getting some to eat. Their dialogue <laughs> is very is very witty. It's very funny, and I think that's what the movie hinges on is good writing and good acting. And you can't really go wrong when a film is done well like that. And obviously, direct Damien Payne's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We already talked about how the movie had a very realistic feel to it. Alexander Payne is from Nebraska, mm-hmm. so he gets a lot of where this movie's trying to come from and wanted to make a movie about Nebraska. So, And I thought that, that the movie just felt very realistic, like we already talked about. Also, the music was very good in the movie. It was like this mandolin-type violin thing that they played when they were kind of driving, and it kind of sounded... It was like upbeat, but it was also serious at the same time. I thought it fit the the movie well that main piece that they used throughout the film loved it i absolutely loved the music it didn't didn't take away from what was happening but it really enhanced it and uh they, they said on i think it was the conan interview also uh 
that Nebraska is almost like kind of one of the characters in the <laughs> film with the way it's portrayed. And mm-hmm. Payne being from Nebraska makes a lot of sense. I can see why they would do that. But when you start seeing these shots, you start to feel like the setting is another character. And that was, I thought that was awesome. Really well done. Um, the cinematography was done, and I'm probably going to screw this guy's name up. Uh, Faden uh, Pat Michael. Um, that could be completely wrong. You're asking know. for your name to be messed up if your <laughs> name is Faden Pat Michael, though. Uh, he did uh, some of Payne's other movies, including Sideways and also The Descendants, which has George Clooney in it. And he also did cinematography for Walk the Line, uh, The Ides of March, and upcoming movie Monuments Men with George Clooney. So he's done a lot of cinematography, but the shots they use in this movie are just very well done, just wide shots of landscapes, and then also sometimes some extreme close-ups of characters' faces just to capture their reaction to things that were said. The Descendants was one of my favorite movies uh, last year, and I thought there was a, a major parallel in when you, George Clooney's character is in the, talking to his wife um, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, a crazy emotional scene in that movie, probably the best one in the movie. And then when um, Bruce Dern's character was in the hospital in this film, you saw like very similar shooting, and I, I picked up on that. And I, I, could t- I thought it was the same cinematographer. And that's really cool. Um, he does a, obviously a lot of good work. Seems to work with George Clooney a lot in Pain. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like it's a good gig. He's really good at what he does. Now let's move on to things that I didn't like about this movie. There wasn't there wasn't much. I couldn't really find anything. It was a good length. It didn't feel like it was too long. Some of the other ones we've reviewed have gone on just a little bit too long. Like Twelve Years a Slave was two and a half hours, and I went and saw Dallas Buyers Club, and that seemed like it was a little too long as well. But this one I felt really just felt you know fit the time well, and they weren't extending it just to just to fill time. Yeah, what was it? A little under two hours? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, it really it worked. Um, I don't think anyone in the theater was trying to get out of there. We saw it on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was. Very nice. It, it was a great experience. Yeah. So not much we didn't like about the movie. Um, Oscar nominations. Bruce Dern should get a nomination for Best Actor, even though that's going to be a stacked category. Yeah. He won Best Actor at, at Cannes uh, earlier this year for the film Nebraska. So that is pretty much when you win that, it's pretty much a lock that you're going to get a Best Actor nom at the Oscars, too. Yeah, definitely. And did you say it uh, looking at Best Picture, it, it was nominated, but it did, did not win there? It did not win there. Gotcha, I yeah. was nominated for the Palme d'Or, but Blue is the Warmest Color won, which is a, like a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie that I haven't seen yet because it's three-and-a-half hours. Yeah, well, <laughs> good luck. Um, <laughs> uh, the, what I got my eye on is Best Original Screenplay. I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's absolutely its best shot. Um, I, I, what, I can't think off the top of my head what else is going to be in that category in um, February. Trying to think, I'm not exactly sure. Um, a lot of stuff we've seen has been adapted screenplays. That's like what I was just Years thinking. Slave, yeah, that's, that's not original. Dallas Buyers Club was adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, All Is Lost didn't have a screenplay really because it, Robert Redford doesn't talk in that movie. So it could be Frozen. <laughs> we'll have to ask Trevor about that one. But no, I, I think I think that's its best shot. I don't. Dern, the category is just too stacked. Um, I, I don't think it, he will win. I think he should get nominated though. Mm-hmm. If he won, that'd be fine with me. But I don't think he will. Screenplay is what I got my eye on. Yeah, I think that it will win for screenplay. Uh, I don't think Will Forte will get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. It's a really tough category with 12 Years a Slave and some other movies that have come out. Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club is pretty much a lock for that category. So it would be hard for Will Forte to sneak in there. It's possible as a nomination. A lot of the talk show hosts he was talking to were like, are you kind of excited about this? Is that possible? And he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I think he's definitely in the... He's, he'd be number five or six. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Okay, so my grade for the movie is um, I'm going to give it an A- minus because I really liked it. I didn't find much about it. But for me to give something an A, it has to be like 
phenomenal. And this was almost there, but it was just a lacking a few things. I don't know what they were, but I gave it an A minus. I'm gonna go ahead and give it the A. Um, <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed every minute of it. I are, I really want to see it again. I love the way um, Payne sets the shot, the way he makes you, the way he makes you think. I love the black and white aspect. Like I just said, I love the writing. I, I definitely, I'm gonna give it an A. Uh, next time on the Silver Screen Podcast, who knows what's going to be <laughs> next time because uh, tons of stuff is coming out here in the next couple weeks inside Lewin Davis, which is the new Coen Brothers film, and I always like Coen Brothers stuff, so I'll definitely be checking that one out. Also, Saving Mr. Banks, which our friend Trevor has said is very good with Tom Hanks, yeah. uh, who plays Walt Disney about the story of Mary Poppins. Wolf of Wall Street's coming out in a few weeks, the new David O. Russell movie, American Hustle. Her, which is Spike Jones' new film starring Joaquin Phoenix. So all kinds of stuff is coming out in the next few weeks. So it's a, it's going to be a stacked holiday month for movies, especially award-winning movies. Yep, we're getting ready for the Oscars. Everything this is movie season, it's a lot of fun. Yep, thanks so much, Will. And again, you can check out the Silver Screen Podcast on iTunes, also Stitcher Radio, and follow at the SS Podcast on Twitter. Also follow Will on Twitter. What is it again, Will4632? At Will6432, you're so close, <laughs> 6432. So a little bit off there, but thanks so much for joining me, Will. It was fun, and uh, hope you will listen to the next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Thanks, Jared.